0: one loves person two. Guess what? Shenanigans ensue. Person one hates person two. Guess what? Still shenanigans ensue. Person one fake dates person two. Guess what? You guessed it. Shenanigans ensue. Co-host one wants to co-host two. The name of the show? Shenanigans ensue. Yeah. Hello, I'm Jasmine. And I'm Jane. And welcome to Shenanigans In Sue, A podcast where we smell like cheetos and sadness. <laughs> Each episode, we'll watch a rom-com and discuss its merits as a member of the rom-com genre. We'll cover well-worn classics. Hidden gems. And everything in between. We'll give you our unsolicited opinion on every trope. Caper. And flim-flam, the film used or maybe abused. And of
1: course... The, the shenanigans! Shenanigans. <laughs> shenanigans! Yeah, yeah, yeah. This episode, we're continuing our holiday series
0: with the holiday calendar. The holiday calendar. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> <It's like> a <laughs> spooky voice. Yeah, it's like the ghost of Christmas. <laughs> well, she time. does
1: think that it's haunted, so it's Oh, relevant. yeah, that's
0: true. Okay, I felt it. That's what it was. I was following my impulse. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, if you don't know anything about this movie, let us give you a very quick plot synopsis. Photographer Abby's
1: professional and personal life is not doing all that great. All of this changes when her grandfather gifts her her grandmother's antique advent calendar that may or may not be magical. Magical advent calendar shenanigans ensue. (laughs)
0: i hadn't read this part yet yes it is magical advent calendar (laughs) shenanigans that calendar is an agent of chaos (laughs)
1: truly
0: okay so jane and i have a lot of thoughts about this uh let's get into some of it before we go into uh, the tropes
1: let's do it we really really wanted to love this movie yeah
0: magical realism which is something we both love yes and so it's not that it's even this is not a bad movie by oh any no not at all we've watched already two very bad movies this was just not it wasn't everything I it wanted it to the be mark. and it could have been and I think what was more upsetting about the fact that it
1: missed the mark is that they did so many things right. Sometimes when you watch a movie, you know you're signing up for a bad movie. You know the acting is going to be bad. You know the plot is going to be making you ill, cheesy. And you sign up for that and you know what you're getting. Yeah, exactly. But this movie started so strong and there's so many other strong moments in it, which made it so much more frustrating when it fell flat.
0: I feel like it knew what it wanted to do. Yes. And then it didn't commit. Yes. The thing about... Comedy in general, and especially true of rom-coms, is that the stakes have to be high throughout for no good reason. Mm-hmm. There's nothing actually happening. <laughs> no one's in any immediate danger for the most part. And everyone's acting like it's the end of the world. No, no one's dying. Yeah. And that's what's fun. Exactly. And so they started off with like this brilliant little montage it of the really whole little town with perfect music. Everything was really funny and cheeky. Aww. And we meet the family in the most charming way. The Remute
1: Cute was also so cute. Yeah.
0: gosh everything about it at the top was so good and then the chemistry was good and then it just kept missing things yes. or being awkward in weird ways and i don't know why well there were like weird pauses
1: because like a really important thing about comedy as we've spoken about before pacing. is that you have to keep the ball up in the air the pacing is so essential pacing pacing yes pacing. There's that well-known joke of, you know, what's the most important thing in comedy? And the other person says, timing, interrupting the thing. You, you know that? Are you familiar with that joke, Jasmine? <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that, but yes, absolutely. <laughs> so if I were to ask you, what's the most important thing of comedy?
0: Oh, sorry. I'll do. Oh, oh do it again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you say, what? Your line is, what? <laughs> so Jasmine... What's the most important thing about comedy? What? Timing. Hacha. So it's a joke with a lesson. (laughs) Anyway, the point is in comedy, timing is essential and some of the timing just wasn't working or there'd be these weird long extended pauses that weren't contributing to anything in the scene. And it just made it so
0: weird to listen to or watch. I know. So I went into this just absolutely giddy because a mystical realism advent calendar (laughs) is absolutely something I want in my life. And then kind of just I kept wanting to pull out the rest of the jokes Mm -hmm. that they were missing or the rest of the little plot bits. It was almost there. It was so, so close. It was so
1: close. They should have gone so much harder with the calendar. Make it so obvious and on the nose, but have so much larger consequences. I feel like with a lot of things, it could kind of be coincidence. Mm -hmm. But I needed that reveal of the fact that the calendar is kind of magical
0: to be so... So much bigger to make it really obvious. This is not the movie for subtlety. No, 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 no. You've chosen a magical advent calendar. By the way, this calendar's LEDs are so damn bright. So like, like, give it that magic. It is shining. You could see it from space. Like, just let it do its thing. So I
1: to give context, the calendar's magic. Abby tries to open it at first. And it doesn't open, but every day, as Jasmine said, the bright ass LED lights shine through and a door opens and there's like a little figurine (laughs) that then has some kind of influence on the day. Yeah,
0: we'll get into it a little bit more probably later about things that we might change, but let's uh, get into those tropes. (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) Oh, yeah. A lot of bit. A
1: lot of it. Okay. Um, Tropes. We have... Friends to lovers. The family wanting the friends to get together. She hates Christmas. Falling asleep on each other without meaning to. Montage. And of course, a grand romantic gesture.
0: I might interject in there also love triangle.
1: Oh yes, I I missed that one. Good catch.
0: Okay, perfect. So... What do we want to go over? I mean, we have to start with that meet cute, re cute. Oh, the re-meet cute was so cute. Oh, it was very good. So, like, Abby currently works in, like, essentially for Americans, a Sears photo department for glam shots. She's not loving her job.
1: No. And
0: um, she's not even looking at who's coming up next. She just sees, like, a body move into the space. And she's like, okay, so are we doing a package? What do you want to, uh, Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) And uh, there he is. Josh, her best friend, back from his travels. Yes. So we love that. Absolutely. They build it really, really quickly. She's yes. excited to see him. That's her friend from childhood. He knows the whole family. He very quickly shows up to dinner yeah, too with was the whole so family.
1: He surprised everyone. They're also happy to see him. And these two actors have really good chemistry as well. I they really, really do. Uh, so you get the relationship really quickly. You get their shorthand really quickly. And then because there is a love triangle in this movie... We
0: get another meet-cute. Oh, and it is a good meet-cute.
1: Yes, this movie did really good meet-cutes. And this is why we're so frustrated (laughs) that it couldn't follow through because the
0: first 10 minutes (laughs) were so great. The first 10 minutes are excellent. Basically, the calendar as it's opening the first day is Boots. And Josh shows up for lunch. With new boots that he's gifted her. From Italy. From Italy in his travels. He saved them all this time. It's very, very sweet. And her boots are falling apart. She needed them. It's very lovely. And then day two is the tree. And as she's leaving the Santa village photo stuff that they're doing for the town, (laughs) she gets in her car. She's driving off. And a very fancy (laughs) two-door makes a very hard (laughs) ride. And the tree on top, rolls right off it's very in front dramatic of and she runs over the christmas tree she kills the christmas tree murders it <laughs> they both get out of their cars and she's like scoffing and upset and frazzled from the accident yes, and he didn't tie the tree down properly who doesn't tie the tree down properly twine bungees aren't enough <gasps> didn't you know that
1: <laughs> <laughs> i didn't
0: <laughs> Yeah, but then she, like, goes into her car and gets out more bungees, which I thought was really funny. (laughs) She just, like, hands him a pile of bungees. She doesn't have twine. Here's additional bungees.
1: So this is her meet-cute with Ty, who is a doctor and the father of one of the children at Abby's niece's school. He gets
0: out and they have a bit of banter. Yeah, and the banter was, you know, Mm -hmm. this is like a pet peeve of mine, is when male leads in rom-coms only personality trait is being handsome she's doing the most so she's making all these great jokes and i feel like she's acting her heart out in this scene and the chemistry's not bad but he's so flat yes i did notice that i don't know he's too focused on his vocal quality to have fun i don't know i did
1: notice the thing about the vocal quality to the point of it being a distraction, right? Because right, yes, you appreciate someone's voice when they're on voice when they sound good. It was so distracting, but like, not to the point where that's kind of all you're noticing, know right? I couldn't figure out if it's an actor thing or a character thing because the character himself. No, is... I think it
0: was an actor thing. Okay, well I mean, I'm being really judgy right now, but <laughs> because his character was also not given many dimensions, yes. So then you do a little something extra, yeah, like you make choices for yourself right he can be a frazzled single dad who is also a doctor like that's enough but I really felt like he was so worried about sounding sexy that he (laughs) didn't have any fun
1: maybe it's a bit of both world problem yeah I don't know I was distracted by his voice though
0: to anyone who is watching season 3 of love is blind he's a total Andrew
1: oh yes he is
0: (laughs) (laughs) so that's for you um (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they're good meat cute. Yes. One of them was like, "Eh,
1: why?" <laughs> I think it made me anxious watching. I know sometimes it's executed really well, but those pauses that don't do anything for the storytelling makes it feel like an eternity that they're pausing for.
0: Yeah, I'm just hoping that the pauses and their weird Jerky, meat, cute banter means that they were really setting up the fact that they're not meant to be.
1: But the thing is, it happened in this scene, but it also happened between her and Josh as well mm. in her apartment in scenes. There's just like this weird dead yeah. space.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know who I want to blame on that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to blame someone for the pacing, and there's one common denominator, <laughs> but we can move on. Or well, it could be the <laughs> editing. <laughs> yes okay so the next fun trope is the family wanting them to get together the family in this is so good oh they
1: really are and a lot of them don't have all that much screen time. Very little. But it feels like their characters are clear. Yeah, you can very feel fleshed the out. Chemistry is good. Yes, I wrote that down.
0: Oh yeah, I wrote cute meddling family, love grandpa. <laughs>
1: They're really fun. They are. Well done to casting. Well done to the actors. That's really an example of. Having a small role, but really doing something with it.
0: And just for people who maybe don't know, this is a little bit of insider baseball. But (laughs) with the exception of the sister and Gramps, who have significantly more scenes than the other family members... I would guess that they were on set for three to five days. Yeah. And to have that much warmth oh. and chemistry in those days and not ever feel weird is way harder than it looks. That's
1: a lot. Yeah. Oh, you gave me chills talking about the warmth because you really did feel how warm they were to each
0: other. And that
1: happens in the first 10.
0: Yes. <laughs> so and good. as Jasmine
1: said, like, that's not the easiest thing to achieve because some of the stuff takes time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. They felt like a family. Anyway, getting back to the trope of the family wanting the friends to be together, I think this was really well done. Of course, it's uncomfortable a little bit because it's supposed to be, but it wasn't done to the point where you feel like you have to hide behind a pillow watching the movie because it's so
0: cringy. Yeah. They're more subtle and they're fun about it. They tease a little bit. It's not a bludgeon. It
1: was done really well and that's not always a trope. That is executed very well. Same
0: thing for the family's feelings about her career choices which I feel like could also possibly be a trope. The family not supporting your life choices. Yes. But they do that also very well. Obviously Mm. like everyone knows in a good rom-com they have a change of heart Mm -hmm. at the end because they realize her work is incredible <laughs> and she gets recognition finally but at the beginning they're like come and work at the law firm and it'll be great your sister already works there and they have fun <laughs> yeah I mean, the sister rolls her eyes, but it's very funny. And like... (laughs) (laughs) The dad's like, we have fun, and the sister just rolls her eyes. It's all built very well, and even mom. Mom doesn't come across cruel, despite the fact that she was given a line that could have been very mean. They basically give her, it's not a good career choice, I'm worried about your options. Like, it could have been very clippy and cruel, the way she could have delivered it. And she delivers it with, I'm just genuinely concerned about your finances moving forward like that's it that's it I was like okay mom and I
1: can see you unhappy you know so yeah it was done so well
0: it's such an easy thing to mess that up and make the family unlikable yes
1: it also means that it feels more like a real family because they're Bunny quotes, disapproval is more nuanced, you know? Yeah. They're lightly questioning her choices, but ultimately respecting them. And that just makes it feel more like a real family. Yep, 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 yep.
0: And then, okay, I just... I love a montage. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I literally...
1: before we watched the movie i said to jasmine how are we going to see all 25 days and i was like jasmine What if they have a magical calendar montage?
0: I know. I was like, we have to have it be where they go through a bunch of the days of the calendar as a montage. We just get like clip of this, clip of this, clip of this, clip of this. So excited, obsessed. (laughs) And that is exactly what happened. But they made it even better because not only is it a montage of the items in the calendar making their magical appearances in real life, it is also... The dating montage. <laughs> <laughs> two for one montage. A two for montage. I am dead. Amazing. Tell me if I miss any of them because I'm obsessed. So ice skates. They go on an ice skating date montage. Then into carriage. <laughs> and they go on a little horse riding carriage montage. And then there's the carolers in the calendar. And then they're at a fancy dinner and oh, the carolers are outside the window and cute and then she gets a <laughs> wreath and then she has a giant five foot wreath at her door that she has like drag upstairs which is really weird but it's a wreath yeah and then <laughs> yeah what was the point with the wreath uh, it was a pigeon hole
1: yeah yeah totally
0: we put a wreath in there and he sent her one <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then we got another montage later in the movie where we were both just like Why is this happening? Why is this necessary? With the soft focus flashback montage, soft focus, (laughs) (laughs) the
0: soft focus flashback. So ultimately, just so everyone understands, the whole crux of the movie is that she has attributed all of the clues in the advent calendar towards the universe setting her up with Ty. (gasps) When in reality, she realizes at the very end that all of those moments are actually...
1: Gasp! (laughs) ...meant for Josh. (laughs) And then we get a flashback. No way. Flashback, flashback. Flashback, flashback, flashback. the candy cane falling down. Josh was there to rescue her. Well, Josh
0: knocks him down in the first place. I know.
1: But he was the one who was most concerned about her when it felt over and I can't remember any of the other
0: ones. The Christmas tree wasn't the one she ran over. It's the one she was standing next to when she was taking his picture. (gasps) The nutcracker one where she was like I went to my niece's Christmas play and Ty's daughter was dressed as a a nutcracker but you know who else was dressed as a nutcracker? Who, Jasmine? Her boss. When Josh comes to save the day and help work the Christmas village. Ooh. ooh,
1: ooh.
0: I can't. I'm dead right now. It was every single one. They reattributed it to Josh. I don't know how they reattributed the Reese. Or the horse carriage ride. They didn't show any of the dating montage. They skipped right the fuck over those, which I'm whatever. Um. It's fine. Oh, gosh. The whole thing we were already like, "Mm, I don't know. Uh, Okay. I'm suspending disbelief. Kind of. (laughs) They were testing me a little bit with that one. I mean, I just, it's so fun though. It
1: is. I'll live. Um... <laughs> (laughs) I did burst out laughing, but I was like, okay, you know, whatever. (laughs) We're here for the ride. She
0: needed a way for her to realize that it was him all along. Oh, my gosh. And then I guess we have to hit, before we move on, that excellent grand romantic gesture. Oh. Come on. That was a top-notch grand romantic gesture. Really stinking cute. It was so sweet. Was it at the very first night when... They're walking to the family dinner. Was that when she first brings it up? It's when she was going to give him a lift home mm. after
1: the family dinner. And she she shows him the space or something. Yeah,
0: so they end up going by. They're walking through downtown Main Street or whatever. And there is an empty lot. And she dreams about making her own little art photo studio there.
1: Yes, where local artists can also collaborate
0: and stuff. Yeah. Like she has big plans for the
1: space. And Josh is also a photographer. Yeah,
0: he started his blog. He's a fairly successful freelance photographer after taking his photos around the world. And so he sees it. She tells him the plans. Mm. He basically gives her a little boost too. He's like... You know, what would happen if you actually followed those dreams? Yeah. But she's not ready. No,
1: she's a bit scared of what would happen.
0: Everyone's scared when they follow a dream like that. It's a scary, unpredictable choice to make. Yeah. That's why lots of people just choose dad's law firm.
1: Exactly. And that's why Gramps gave Abby the holiday calendar. And not Sarah. Because <laughs> he felt like...
0: <laughs> Ooh. Because Gramps knew.
1: <laughs> And even that could have turned into sibling rivalry, Abby asks, are you sure grandma didn't want Sarah to have this? And is just like, yeah, I'm sure. But no thing of like, no, you were her favorite or you had a special connection. It was just quite simply, no. I know she wanted you to have it.
0: Sarah's the older sister, so that's why she thinks that maybe it should have been meant for the eldest daughter. Mm. But Gramps does say later, do you believe that it's magical? And she's like, I, maybe. And like, he basically says, well, that's why you're supposed to have it. Mm, Yeah. Your sister wouldn't believe that. This was meant for you. It
1: was handled really well. Anyway, back to the grand romantic gesture. I think a little earlier in the movie, she runs into the owner of the studio and she hears that the
0: place isn't for rent anymore. She asks, and he's like, Oh, you know, if the deal goes through, then no. Yeah. So.
1: Hmm. So at the end of the movie, Josh leaves a note in the back of the advent calendar because it went missing and he returns it to her. We'll get into it with the shenanigans. But he leaves her a note where to meet him and it's the address of this place she wanted to turn into a studio. And when she gets there, she asks Josh, what are we doing here? And he's like, let's go inside, it's cold. So Abby turns to go into the car and he's like, no, 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 let's go inside. And Abby's like, Josh, we're breaking and entering. Like, what, what's going on? Yeah, I don't want to. Uh, uh-uh. Yeah, I don't want to break the law. I don't want to get into trouble. And it turns out that he bought the place for both of them.
0: Bought it. Bought, not just rented. And you kind of realize that he had worked this out with Gramps, buying the thing in the first place from the charity yeah. auction where it accidentally was put up for sale. Um it wasn't meant to. She had put it in her trunk because she was a little scared of it. And then <laughs> so he works with Gramps to get that done. You find out later that he's in Florida. So he's gone. Yes. As far as anyone's concerned, he's not coming back in that moment and so you think that he's left because he's
1: mad at her they've gotten
0: into a bit of a fight we'll go over the fight later but he's left and it turns out he went to florida to ask his folks for personal loans so that he could buy the space
1: so sweet
0: yeah so he did the most
1: (laughs) and as far as grand romantic gestures go this is really meaningful because it's helping her to realize her dream it's something very personal in the rest of her life. Mm -hmm. It's got nothing to do really with their romantic relationship. Like it's something they have in common.
0: They're going to be partners in the shop.
1: Yes. I love that it's something for her and not just like I'm dashing through the airport to stop you from going yeah. to Chicago
0: or whatever because I love you so much. Like it's it's really to do with who she is as a person. And in an equally sweet, not quite so grand romantic gesture, she has found an old film camera that he gifted her and oh, has gone yes. to the shops, has repaired it and filled it with film and gifted it to him inside the shop. So. Yes. They really care about each other. They They really really thought about these gifts.
1: Yes. And then at the end, they take a selfie, an old timey selfie with that camera. A
0: film selfie.
1: (laughs) When we jump a year later, that film selfie they took together is on the mantle. Yeah. And it's
0: just very sweet. So, so sweet. So, yeah, this movie has. Every element that I want, and it really gets those moments so right in a lot of ways. And even the shenanigans are great, there's so many things that are perfect, and then it still manages to fall a little flat, yes, which is so disappointing, exactly, because they get so much right, yeah.
1: But speaking of shenanigans,
0: so Shenanigans! (laughs) Shenanigans! <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, uh, magic number one. Uh, yes, these strong ass LEDs. I wrote down strong ass LEDs. Um, they could
1: wake someone up. That's how the strong advent they are. calendar
0: is <laughs> so bright. The advent calendar is like, I'm here, bitch. Like it <laughs> really is. She's loud. Um. <laughs> i'm doing the most i I love it i'm so excited about it it's just
1: december i get to shine so i'm gonna shine oh my
0: god yes this this is my moment these are my 24 (laughs) days so mm. uh huh. that was the first thing that i wrote i absolutely obsessed with that and at the end too the calendar does it at the end they're like zooming out the name of the shop is the magic Mm, calendar
1: yes And I got so excited when I saw that, because the whole time I couldn't for the life of me remember the name of this movie, I kept calling it the Magical Advent Calendar Movie. And so I felt (laughs) really vindicated
0: when that's what they named the shop. (laughs) and so as they're zooming out on the whole family is in the shop for the one year anniversary or whatever and like the pictures are on the mantle they're clearly very successful it's so warm and cozy inside and everyone's happy and joyful and they zoom out onto the street and you can see them through the window and oh what's that in the window the magical advent calendar and then she glows and you're like not again it's like- <laughs> it's
1: christmas again Oh no! It's gonna open. Oh no!
0: (laughs) And I'm just—I was dying. It's so fun. So funny. (laughs) I wrote down. (laughs) Okay, a few things that I thought were super weird, and this is what I mean by like, why did they do this in this movie? Number one, when they're getting ready for Santa's Village. She goes, I thought we were going to have more help this year. And the owner of the shop, the owner of the photography place is like, oh, the kids that I hired are not there. They all left for Christmas. Yeah, too bad. (laughs) I don't know if you noticed this. She's at the printer. She's like, I'm going to call for cavalry. Yeah. And then cut scene. Who's walking up? It's Josh and best friend, and they're slow walking in elf costumes. (laughs) Of costumes. And then she's like, you guys made it, but she never left the printer. They like cut (laughs) over She stood at that printer for the last hour and a half it took them to get into costume and get over there. That's what it felt like. Who edited that? I don't... Come on.
1: Also, where did they get the elf costumes from, was what I was also wondering.
0: I imagine they were at the shop, but like they had to go all the way to the shop right. and get dressed and come all the way back, which is why I was like, uh, you're still at the printer? <laughs> I don't <know. laughs> So, uh, yeah, that bothered me. It's just like weird little things like that. I was like, um, Okay. <laughs>
1: Another shenanigan that I thought was quite sweet, it could be a trope, because people who watch The Office know that Jim and Pam did this on their wedding day, where they take like a little fake photo with their fingers Oh yeah. Each other, and Josh and Abby do that throughout the movie, so that was quite cute, like their little inside joke. I
0: wrote that down too, yes. it's so cute. I wrote heart, pretend photo, inside yes. joke, heart.
1: <laughs> and they're both photographers, so it's just really sweet. I... <laughs> I love
0: that when Abby finally tells Josh about the calendar. She's like, oh my gosh, I think it had boots. And then you gave me boots. And he's like, clearly it's magic. Okay, my guy, thanks for your sarcasm. Speaking of those
1: boots, I was so angry when she's like, oh, it's so cold. I need to wear these boots. I'm like, these... Our leather boots, the snow, and then the salt that's thrown on the snow to help it melt is going to destroy that leather
0: so quickly yeah it was so sad for the boots yeah you have to be careful or you have to like pre-treat them and stuff if you're gonna wear boots out in the snow like that. yeah
1: i wanted to give it the benefit of the doubt but she put them on immediately yeah she didn't pre-treat so unless them this treatment was happening off screen mm, i don't think that
0: happened yeah italian boots are high quality but they're not magic
1: <laughs> but anyway no it's like in terms of storytelling it's completely inconsequential <laughs>
0: But it really upset me. I also really loved the moment where she was in bed, but eyes open at precisely midnight when the <laughs> magical advent calendar <laughs> glows and then goes ka chink and opens up and like... <coughs> like, what is, <laughs> why are you up like this? This is such a weird. you aren't doing anything. No, you're just eyes open in bed. Like I have
1: insomnia. I'm looking at my phone. I'm looking at my phone. All my eyes are closed, but I'm worrying
0: myself away. Yeah, awake. like I'm not sitting eyes open, <laughs> debating my life choices. No, oh,
1: that's so weird. <laughs> this is so awkward. <laughs> also, I know we spoke about this in the chat, but can we talk about what is up with the empty branches that are just in her apartment i
0: know you wrote What's that as we were watching her? it too i think it's just meant to be like a artistic room divider um uh, maybe
1: but it's just ugly <laughs> there's other ways to divide the room and I people thought maybe, use that i thought maybe it's like christmas decorations because there are very lights it's just her it. idea
0: of a room divider i see they use them in Sleep No More for the maze area on the upstairs for a <laughs> New That's Yorkers. That's a show, Jasmine. That's a show. But it's a room it's divider. Fun. She just got the same exact ones. She went to Sleep No More and she was like, wow. Maybe she was a huge fan yeah, of Sleep she she got No got More. Yeah, she <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, that is a big ass studio on a starving artist salary. Wow. And I would kill for a studio like that. I was trying to get myself a studio half that size in New York City a number of years back to share. It was still too expensive, Mm. so
1: I don't know. Okay, granted, (laughs) we know that she's on the East Coast, but it is shown that she's in a really tiny town, so maybe the rent prices are not that bad.
0: I'm not buying it. Also, because (laughs) they said that it was a college town. because there's college students nearby. Mm. And that ups the rent again. It does. Mm. Mm.
1: <laughs> the mystery of the massive apartment
0: my only guess is that like she's getting a really good deal because of her family being in the town for so long and her dad being a lawyer or something or maybe maybe
1: her folks are helping her out yeah or something.
0: maybe they like bought it years ago and she just pays the mortgage and it's more modest yeah. I don't know we're making things up because I just don't get it
1: <laughs> we need to solve this problem <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing we hung up on not about yeah. the advent calendar being magical like that's fine it's gonna be
0: another 20 minutes of this apartment <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so one of my favorite quotes in the whole entire thing with Gramps, we love him. If anyone watched, this is us. It was the grandfather who had adopted the kid out at the beginning. And so he's a prominent character in the first, what is that, two seasons. But he's an incredible character and also his voice is like butter. Yes. And so... And he's having fun. And he's having fun. He's having fun (laughs) while having a voice like butter. Learn from that. Okay, um, <laughs> so Cat Graham walks up to Ron's character, her grandfather, on the movie. And Cat says, Gramps, that calendar is just a calendar, right? And Gramps says, what else would it be? In his sexy voice. And I was like, oh, what else would it be? No, so nonchalant about it. Everything he did was like a little meddling. Yes. I can't. But he knows. Yes. He was subtle and with like. He was a very subtle meddler. A twinkle in his eye with every single comment. I can't. It was really great. (laughs) How charming.
1: Such a charming performance overall for Gramps. This is Ron Cephas Jones. Surface? I'm not even sure. Ranges. I don't know that I've
0: heard anyone say it out loud before. I just know that I'm a big fan of his. I feel like he's my grandfather.
1: Oh, he is lovely. And he and Cat Graham have lovely chemistry as well. Yeah. And their relationship is shown so solidly, how they connect. It's just really lovely. Oh my gosh, so fun. Then I have bad shenanigans. Mm. So some of the bad shenanigans, one of them was... Abby is taking pictures because the mayor's photographer got sick or canceled oh, or yeah. something happened with the photographer the tree
0: lighting ceremony there's tons of children it's a big deal for the town and for campaign photos this is her big break yes yeah.
1: and the mayor wants to meet her so she hands over the memory card to josh and somehow somehow when she's returned this professional photographer has managed to wipe the
0: memory card and the reasoning was so bizarre was i was so talking weird. to this family and i guess i just kind of like ah, it sounded like he wiped it on purpose because they got into a fight (laughs) like that's what it seemed like
1: they weren't oh because she missed the movie yeah I don't think he's that petty I
0: don't think he's that petty too but the way that they wrote it I was like is he that petty it left the question. That's how bad it was written. It just made absolutely no sense. <laughs> That's why I was like, are you making him petty? Because I hate yes. this. When
1: he started to explain
0: <laughs> the story of like what happened, I thought, okay,
1: when he looked up, the memory card was gone, implying like the kid took it or it fell in the snow or the kid like knocked it over and it fell into the snow or like something happened. Yeah, like I that. thought it was
0: going to be the camera broke and not knocked over. Yeah, something
1: like that. But it was just the family came in that distracted him. And when he next looked at the computer, the memory card had been wiped. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. And also, what is the software that she's using that recovers partial photos? Who knows? And then, in the end, other than it causing a big fight for them, it was all for nothing, essentially. This break in their relationship. Because the mayor wasn't even upset. Yeah, She recovered some of the photos. That bothered me.
0: Well... They were already on the outs because she really messed with them by not showing up, yes. which was another shenanigan I hated. Oh, I hated She should that. not have done that. Terrible friend. Terrible, terrible friend. That you made plans, you forgot. It happens. But then... You tell your date, hey, I have a hard out at three o'clock or whatever. It
1: was so frustrating to me that she didn't just tell him.
0: Yeah. And they go into the soup kitchen. Yes. And she's concerned about the time at the top. And then very suddenly she's wandering around really blasé, taking photographs of the unhomed folks in the soup kitchen. I hated it so much. Yeah, like this is so ridiculous. What? And then she
1: was kind of upset with Ty when they eventually get to the theater even then, she's just like, Oh, can we please go see whatever movie it was playing? And then, when they get there and it's sold out, because of course it would be, then she's upset. And then you have Ty being like, Well, you were doing something more important, and we didn't need that from him either
0: he didn't know any of the other stuff i don't care about that line i care that she manipulated him yes into going to something that she already promised to do and then is surprised <sighs> that she can't even get tickets and he's like oh well we were doing something really important it doesn't matter <laughs> i didn't need to see this movie that of course line he didn't it's upset. not his movie and because she said my friends are in there and then he said that line. Which is fine. I was madder at her with all of that than him. And
1: we knew it was coming. We just didn't know it would be so bad. As soon as they were like, the movie is at five. We'll see you there. We both were like, she's not going to show up. And yeah. of course she didn't. But the way in which it happened was...
0: Awful. And speaking of all of this stuff too, why make him into a villain at the soup kitchen? He's obviously sought after as an eligible bachelor in town. They've established mm-hmm. that earlier on in the movie. He is handsome and a doctor. I don't know. He's just like throwing money around and not being very personal. But whatever. So all of that stuff is happening. She's going on all these dates. She's getting swept off of her feet. And they go to do this weird charity stuff and then they really double down because he says hey I bring my daughter here all the time and then she goes and talks to those two wise men two of the unhomed men that are currently there that she's taking pictures of they're like oh yeah the boy scout no he never brings his daughter that's a lie yes. and so now they built him up as some weird manipulative villain
1: I didn't like it he didn't need to be a villain and we haven't spoken much about the love triangle but Abby breaks up with a tie when there's about
0: 35 minutes left of the movie which was really unnecessary. I think they should have kept going at least yes. a little bit further because... Up until at least the last 20 minutes. There was nowhere else for the movie to go. We were
1: both like, so what is going to happen now? Because you've just suddenly removed a huge part of the stakes in the exactly. movie. Exactly. Which is the fact that Josh is in love with Abby and she's busy dating Ty. Yeah. So now that you've removed all the stakes and kind of
0: turned him into a villain, it just... Yeah, and structurally, it was just a, the wrong choice to make. Yes. It can be completely clear to the audience that they're mm-hmm. incompatible and there can be reasons why they shouldn't be together that should have been the structure right there exactly. but instead of doing that and carrying the plot forward with the two of them continuing to date and continuing to see that they're not very well suited for one another yes. they cut it off right there now she's fighting mm. with both of them and then she's it miserable no it drops the energy of the plot entirely after doing this really fun montage of dates yes and so if they had just structured it where they're still together and she runs into him at the charity auction and they have their final fight her and ty yes then they could break up at the charity auction and then it turns out josh has bought the calendar in secret because it accidentally got sold yeah he's gone and then the plot wraps up right at the end there.
1: Exactly. You could have them actually fighting over the advent calendar, where Ty could be like, why are you so upset about the calendar? You put it in your boot in any case. I thought you thought it was haunted, and you were like really weirded out with it. And then she could be like, you know what, you don't understand me. And then Josh, he bought it because he saw it was an auction, and he didn't want it to get Sold, And he understands her, so you still have that resolving that issue. That should have
0: been the moment. That should have been it. Making him a manipulative guy who brings women on the same dates, like he's only got the same plays each time,
1: was really, ugh. It was unnecessary, and then also because I really actually like the scene between Ty and Abby, and they have a lovely exchange, but it doesn't pay off because the movie has made him into a creep. I'm like, why are you being so generous to this guy? In any case, like this scene feels so weird here now, yeah, because of the way in which their relationship ended. Because
0: now I'm really suspicious about all of your intentions previously, and so I don't really care that you're being kind now. Yes, the trust is gone. Exactly, it, it really was so. It was the wrong way to do it. Why are we wishing each other's well? Yeah, especially because he brought his kid into it. Mm. It's creepy, especially because he is a single dad. Why is he a single dad? We didn't even get into any of that. That could be problematic as well, depending on the intent, because mm. he's very rich. What are we dealing with here? Now you've taken away all of the trust and I don't <laughs> know who this person is.
1: And that expositionally could have been resolved super quickly when the sister Sarah comes in and says, ooh, he's a single dad. Oh, it's such a shame. The marriage broke down or the wife died or, you know, whatever
0: the case may be. That's very easy. You're getting exposition on this character. Yeah, structurally, I think had they moved a few things around that would have changed the pacing it would have made him less creepy yeah. by the end of it and it would have wrapped it up really really nicely in a bow. because we want to see that realization montage of what the calendar was pointing her towards and how she actually loves Josh yeah. to happen very shortly after she's broken up with Ty I think that that's where it was meant to be that's what it was missing yeah it would
1: have helped so much more the build yes
0: oh my gosh we've been dating and dating and dating this isn't working out something is wrong it never feels right oh why why is it not working? Blow up maybe at the place or just even a realization. Yeah, it feels like we don't know each other. Yeah, I'm breaking up with you. Advent calendar. Oh, wow. Realizing all the pieces. And, and boom, then end. that's what I was talking about. The advent color could have gone harder
1: because she's just broken up with Ty. All along, she thought the advent calendar was pointing her towards him then you have the moment where the advent calendar shows something and she's like what's the point Ty and i just broke up what could this possibly be and the the character that comes out could be something that really points to josh and then you can have that moment of realization. And then
0: montage. Yes,
1: then montage. Uh, you're right. Then you can hit me over the head with The it. magical
0: realism needs to really Magic. be the turning point if <laughs> yes. you're going to use that as a device. Exactly. Absolutely. Oh, man. So yeah, I think that was the biggest issue. Yes. The order of operations and some of the choices. Because we wanted to love this movie.
1: Really, really wanted to love this movie. And it just fell a little flat.
0: Uh, So one of the dates, I think her first date with Ty is they go to a restaurant for hot chocolate, essentially. Mm -hmm. And he gets a trolley Uh, for a three minute walk. I hated this. I feel like that should have been the first moment where I was like, I don't like Ty. (laughs) He wants to get a trolley for a three minute walk. He's a bad guy. I thought it was
1: going to be a horse-drawn carriage. I did too, but it was but it a was whole a trolley, trolley. Which somehow wasn't quite as
0: bad. Mm, weirds me out. I'm
1: not really on board for a horse-drawn carriage in general, but I know that that's a me thing. So I'm saying
0: that, like, ultimately, I think that the movie was giving us breadcrumbs from the beginning, <laughs> that, like, ooh, he's not good. He's a bad
1: guy. But that might be our own biases. A
0: three-minute trolley? I wasn't
1: really into this. No, but
0: that's a minute trolley. It took longer to get into the <laughs> trolley, load her up, be safe, and get out than it would have taken to walk. Maybe someone is into this. One minute trolley ride. We'll put this in stories as a question. If you like trolleys, then that's a really sweet gesture. She doesn't said shit about trolleys. They don't
1: know each other. (laughs) Why a trolley? Mm, I don't hate this trolley. I don't know. Was it a public transport thing that happens over the holiday season or something? Part of me
0: thought maybe that was the case. Because there were other people around. No, but the trolley waited for them. Oh.
1: Is that maybe just a movie thing? Maybe. Ooh, Charlie happens to be waiting for us because we're the main characters.
0: Unacceptable. I don't like I it. I don't know.
1: Another thing while we're talking about weird behavior, when Ty asks Abby out while she's still very much in his examination rooms or whatever, she
0: could have just had a traumatic brain mm-hmm. injury. Like they weren't even in the lobby or anything. Nope, he hasn't even written the prescription yet. <laughs> and he
1: asked her oh, It was so I, I did not mm-mm, like it mm-mm, at mm-mm. all.
0: That's against the law. Mm. I think I don't know. <laughs>
1: we'll look it up. It
0: should be. What is the thing for <laughs> doctors? It's against their code ethics
1: of... or something. Yeah.
0: I hate it, it was just awful. And since we touched on it, I want to go back to the sister Sarah. We love sister Sarah. Oh, What a great character. I love right from the beginning, she's a little bit sassy and comments about Josh and them. And when they're at the kids play for her daughter, she goes up to Abby and she's like, do you know who you were talking to? And Abby's like, yeah, that's the guy whose tree I murdered. And she goes, "No, no, 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 that's Ty. He's the school's most eligible bachelor." And then she says, "The moms wear their cute yoga pants to drop off their kids in case they run into him." <laughs> <I was> <laughs> Love this.
1: Obsessed. Yeah, she's great. (laughs) And it shows that they really love each other, but they are very different, the sisters. Oh, yeah. It's nice to
0: see siblings get along. I love it. I love her big sister energy. I'm also a big sister. This energy resonates with me. So Sarah comes pounding on Abby's door after the breakup because Abby's decided that she's going to lock herself in and not take showers and be really, (laughs) really upset about the breakup, which is fine. But she knocks on the door and she's like, "Uh, you smell like Cheetos and sadness. a good line <laughs> I mean listen if I'm depressed I also probably smell like Cheetos and sadness
1: for South Africans Cheetos are kind of like knickknacks excellent excellent sister picture that
0: <laughs> so happy about the sister energy constantly showing up and being silly and fun and but also like, supportive just a positive force Yes, yeah. and she helps Abby get out of her funk but in a fun vibe, way um, she's like come on we're done yes get up 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 we're doing stuff we're gonna do something today let's go <laughs>
1: (laughs) Don't forget, you have to help out at the auction. Mm -hmm. She shows up for her. Oh
0: my gosh. And she's part of the PTA. This is how the advent calendar actually ends up in the auction by accident. Because it's in the boot, the trunk. And Abby's like, oh, I've got the auction items in the trunk. And so Sarah's like, ooh, watch this. And she snaps her finger to get someone's attention. (laughs) My sister's auction items are in the trunk. Can somebody please help her get those? And the person's (laughs) like, right away. (laughs) Abby's like, "Uh, I bet you love that PTA power, don't you? She's like, yeah. Yes. Mm, PTA. (laughs) She's got that PTA president energy. You know
1: who this character is, even though she doesn't have all that much time on screen. She's the PTA mom. A great big sister as well.
0: PTA mom. Doesn't take any bullshit. Works at the law firm. Yes. Has it together. We love her. This is
1: also a good example of how you can have a stereotype, but not having it feel like a stereotype Mm -hmm. the lawyer the serious one the older sister who's the head
0: of the pta
1: Mm -hmm. we know who this person is and that character could feel
0: very flat except i watched it and i was like she is me (laughs) and i was like yes
1: So, I think that does it for our shenanigans. I think I'm glad so. we ended
0: off on Sarah. On to the fun, fab, fail. Yes. This one gets a bit of a special distinction, is what we decided on. <laughs> we talked about this. Fun, fab, and fail is technically enough. We were like, hey, maybe we'll give it a fun. Mm-hmm. But then fun would put it in the same category as Always Be My Maybe or A Castle for Christmas. And that doesn't feel right. No. Because those it movies are truly fun. Yes.
1: But this movie, we can't put in fail either because no. there was nothing necessarily it's not problematic bad. with the movie. There was no
0: toxic masculinity. There was no cheaters. There was no... Surprise kissing. Mm. No, it was all good.
1: It was very wholesome, generally. But not right. But not enough for it to land in a fail. The soundtrack was also great as we spoke about the family was wonderful. Mm -hmm. A lot of the back and forths were there was really good. So put it in good conscience, put it in a fail. So
0: for instances like this, we've come up with a new category.
1: (laughs) And that is fine. Fine. It is simply It was fine. Fine. It didn't make us feel aggravated enough to give it a fail. The enjoyment of watching it wasn't quite
0: there to give it a fun. It had moments of fun, but as a whole, it was fine. Yes. I left feeling a bit disappointed. And I left feeling
1: kind of meh. Meh. And I wouldn't really recommend this movie.
0: It wasn't bad. Look,
1: if you want to have it on in the background when you're baking Christmas cookies or whatever, then that is good for that. Yeah. The soundtrack is
0: great. It's surely a feel good movie. You're only going to leave feeling warm and fuzzy by the end. The end is excellent, the beginning is excellent excellent. Mm-hmm. The meat cutes are excellent.
1: It's just the bits in between. The bookends are done really well. Watch the beginning, mm-hmm. do your baking, and then watch the end and you'll feel really great. Agreed. <laughs> Our first fine. fine. And now the moment
0: you've been waiting for. It's here. It's here. Give me the cheese, please. Give me the cheese, please. Cheese, cheese, cheese. Oh my gosh. Okay, let me gather my thoughts. Um, <laughs> this is so dumb. Okay, ready?
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> Three, Three, two, two one.
1: one. Homemade ricotta with cheese. nowhere to be. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's was really close. Those are so Those close. Are so close. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. This is gonna be the same thing. Totally. Who went first last time? Uh, We
1: really need to keep track. I don't know. I think I went first last time. Okay, I'll go first. (laughs) This is just turning into a running bit in any case. Like, we can never remember. It is.
0: We'll just not ever keep track. (laughs)
1: Okay, unmelted mozzarella cheese. Mozzarella cheese that is melted is one of the best things in this entire (laughs) world. You can do so much with it. Like everyone knows that iconic when you pull a piece of pizza and you get that pull of the cheese, and it is just perfect melted mozzarella, it just mm, makes me feel great when I say it even. Mm. And so when you have that block of mozzarella cheese you see the potential. <laughs> much like this movie there was so much potential that we had the magical realism we had the great chemistry, we had the family, we had some great dialogue and it just did happen <laughs> love it we knew it when we both said it we knew that this is going to be the reasoning okay (laughs) and so to have unmelted mozzarella you really have to do something with it it needs to be in a caprese salad it needs some balsamic glaze you need to do something with Uh. it or you need to change it much like this movie where with the advent calendar, it needed to be doing so much more and a lot of things structurally in the plot needed to change. Yeah. So.
0: (laughs) Yours is basically the same, right? Oh my gosh. Okay, because then that's going to make mine make way more sense now too. Okay, so mine was homemade ricotta with nowhere to be. Oh, I feel so bad for the ricotta. Me too. So, you know... You can buy a ricotta. There's nothing fancy about it. But there is something really special about making it yourself. Mm -hmm. It's actually surprisingly easy. You take a few simple ingredients, these perfect bookends, and you take your perfect, very simple ingredients. You take your milk, you take some salt, (laughs) and you take an acid, whether you want to do lemon or you want to do vinegar, and you boil that, and then you just take the little curds right off of the top like magic you have cheese. So it's really easy to make a ricotta. And it seems like it should be harder, but it's almost magically easy. So, all the components are there. It is ready to be used in whatever you need it. Maybe you're going to put it in some squash blossoms and fry it and make something delicious. Maybe you're going to put it on top of a pizza. Maybe it's going to go on top of a salad to add a little umami. You have so many options, but it's like you got all the ingredients for the ricotta and forgot Mm -hmm. to plan the rest of the dinner. The poor ricotta has nowhere to be and so ultimately you're left with this bland mush because you can't eat it by itself Mm -hmm. there's nothing there but you had something really magical that you made from scratch and it was so good but it's not good on its own it needs something else yes it does so that's my Aww. homemade ricotta with nowhere to be give the ricotta somewhere to be please please <laughs> please. <laughs> please you put time and energy into making it yourself and not getting the store brand because store brand it's bad this wasn't bad it was just lonely oh <laughs> so there we go that's my cheese it was great <laughs> so close so close we're gonna get there it's getting there. i feel like our brains are converging <laughs> um okay well there you have it that was our discussion of the holiday calendar
1: let us know your thoughts on the movie any shenanigans we have missed or what cheese you think it is
0: you can follow us on instagram at shenanigans and or you can email us at pod at gmail.com.
1: We hope you'll join us next time. And until then,
0: the holiday, holiday calendar, calendar watches over you. over you. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I can't believe it. I love that yours is unmelted. Like, that's what you said. You can't bite into a brick of moths. No, what are you going to do
1: with it? Like, same what you said with the repotter. It
0: needs purpose. It needs a purpose. Give Don't it someone to <laughs>